Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Head in Tech. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a reverse interview. And Machek, who is here with me, and myself, I'm Sarah. We are um, Hi. we are going to grill Sanj Sanj on all aspects of his life. He doesn't know what's going to hit him. We've got a list of questions from all the people that he's interviewed over this first oh. season of Head in Tech. Oh. Uh, and we're going to go through them and find out a lot more about the man behind the microphone. Okay, sounds good. And yeah, it's not questions from everyone. It's just from those who could be asked to reply to me. M most have blocked me already. Totally understandable behavior, really. For people that don't know, the three of us uh, went to boot camp together in 2015. We're old friends. Yes, we are. And you were, you were both, of, of course, uh, interview guests on my show, you know, um, and you both had... Uh, this brilliant idea you were like oh yeah you know you should end it with like guests asking you into uh, asking you the questions uh, so then i was like oh yeah that's not a bad idea and you know who better to do it than you two great stuff so i'm i can jump in um with the first question because also, i remember yeah, i remember you sanj Please. as positive and encouraging um and generous with your knowledge and your contacts um and so it's no surprise to me that you have started a podcast about sharing advice and knowledge um, from across the industry. But I want to hear about the path that took you to starting this podcast. But the path that brought me to this podcast, I guess, was so I'd started, uh, I had left my job. So I'd left my permanent job uh, and um, I was like taking a little break and then I was moving from the UK back here to Hong Kong where I'm now. Um, and I always knew I was, you know, I was going to work on some side projects and stuff. But uh, one of, one of the things that kind of took off, took off for me was like, I started to write a book. It's, it's on, it's been on hold now for a while, but the book was to kind of help people with their careers. You know, I, I felt like that's probably where I excelled the most. Like I, you know, I rather, um, immodestly thought I did really well at a bunch of stuff, but I think that, you know, where I, I think I did the best was just that pure kind of mechanical career progression side mm -hmm. of it, you know, and there's, there's stuff that they don't teach you, you know, like there's a lot of information out there about how to code and how to test and how to write this line, how to learn that framework, you know, and this and that, but there's very little around what we used to call soft skills and are now called core skills. You know, there's very little around CVs, interviews, going for the right role, how to manage your progression, how to manage your manager, which is a mm. wonderful phrase we learned from Denise. Yeah, um, so yeah, I, st I started writing that book and uh, I, I realized there are so many gaps, you know, um, so many areas where I just didn't have enough to say, I didn't have enough to input. So, you know, I don't want to just like write something for the sake of it. And People had said to me before, you know, you should really do a podcast. And it was a very like, you know, off the cuff kind of remark, you know, but then a couple of people said to me again in the same week, when I was talking about my book, they were like, you know, you should start a podcast because, you know, we listen to podcasts and, you know, it'd be like a great way to like um, interview people who could teach you about these things, you know, and you can gain a lot more knowledge and then, you know, you can build up a user base and an audience. And they're like, yeah, we buy books uh, or eBooks or whatever from people that, you know, podcasters we subscribe to and all that. So they're like, yeah, that might be a good path. So I was like, okay, it's not a bad idea. Um, and that, that was half of it. The other half was, um, like I said, cause you know, I had left, uh, working, uh, in tech 
Um, so I was no longer a software engineer working with other people. And I actually, it wasn't really boredom. It was more like lack of stimulation. Like, you know, you, 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 two, you two know this as well as I do. You know, you come from other careers and then you have this kind of expectation of what it'll be like working in tech. You know, like it's this magical, you know, space age Willy Wonka's factory <laughs> <Yeah>. where <laughs> everyone's this really energetic, friendly genius. And they, you know, you're going to be on the edge and doing like crazy yeah, stuff. You're going to write this you know, and, change the and world. And so on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started to miss that, you know, that interaction with other developers. So I was like, maybe this would be a good way to sort of kill two birds with one stone. And um, also something that uh, um, you, uh, another guest of mine, Kevon Cheung, who was uh, on the show a couple of episodes ago, he was talking about building in public. And um, there's just, I'm going to paraphrase what he said, but he always goes for the most difficult and uncomfortable choice because his his end game he's not he's not trying to reach success he's trying to reach growth mm -hmm. to keep learning so he's happy to keep failing and falling down the stairs and getting you know cuts and scrapes and having his ego pummeled every day you know and losing subscribers like he's like it doesn't matter i, I don't care you know i just want to keep growing you know so i guess I guess that that's what kind of brought me here to this podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's really no, that's excellent. Sorry, very oh, long-winded no, uh, answer, though. That's excellent. That's what we need. Okay. It was, yeah, <laughs> it's just a sign it was, it was very good, basically. Doc said yes. Right. In the, yeah, the puppy exactly. agrees. Um, so, I mean, from all your interviews, uh, have you been surprised by um, themes? Uh, some individuals achieve their goals, um, their, their success in tech. Have you have you been impressed in any any of the of their stories and anything uh, you would like to mention? Mm, yeah, I mean, impressed. Yeah, I think I'm impressed by everyone. You know, because everyone goes on their own personal human journey. You know, and anyone that keeps fighting and keeps getting better. You know, one percent a day. That that was our mm -hmm. mantra, right? Back mm -hmm. in boot camp, right? You just have to be one percent better every day. So you know, I'm impressed by everyone, um, and. I'm impressed by the humanity of it as well, you know, because life is not easy, you know, working in our industry is not easy. And, you know, there's, you have, to, there's a lot of challenges, right? Um, but su su surprises, um, I feel like there was nothing really too surprising to me about people's success. Like everyone's success story kind of involved just working bloody hard, you know, and, there's ups and downs and, you know, there's, there's the old saying, um, success is a uh, 10% uh, inspiration and 90% mm -hmm. perspiration surprise. One big surprise did happen and it was around women. So, you know, like I interviewed Sarah and like a whole bunch of other women, you know, uh, women who are, have mostly been colleagues of mine and some are sort of friends and acquaintances or we went to boot camp mm -hmm. or whatever. And, I never really knew, I think I took for a, granted how easy relatively men have it compared to women, or, or maybe another way of putting it is how difficult it is for women still today, you know, how they still have obstacles, you know, every step of the way. And it's outside of, you know, there's, there's, Bubble, there's sort of a, thing. there's a very, yeah. exactly. There, there are a lot of very nice companies with great cultures that are very supportive, you know? 
And those are largely speaking really nice places where, you know, women generally have uh, uh, an equal shake, as they say. But even there, there's a little bit, you know, every, everyone, virtually everyone said that there's at least subtle discrimination, you know. And again, virtually everyone had stories like, yeah, I had a manager who told me girls can't code and, you know, I should be a secretary and stuff like that, like with a straight face. And, you know, they would go and complain about it and nothing would happen, you know. And what what lessons are those? Uh -huh. you know? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I better not go on about it because I might get too animated and angry. Well, but, well that, yeah. I'm sorry, but that I would like to see because it never happens. Are you on that? <laughs> ah. Okay. No, but it's 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 not just for women, but it's about everyone. Everyone should get a mm -hmm. fair shake, right? I don't care if you're a woman, you're disabled, gay, yeah. whatever, black, white, brown, play, you know. Be, right? real, real meaning. Of yeah, it. exactly. You know. True. true. Exactly. That's, that's what everyone preaches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to kind of get there. I guess on that note, before we, we continue with some questions, I have my mm. own mm. question. One, I promise, just one. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, mm -hmm. when I've been working with you and I know I've known you from, uh, from that time when we were uh, studying together, I've noticed that you never show any signs of stress. Maybe one, one time, a little uh, occasion. Really? And I'm, I'm just wondering how you cope with that. I mean, I'm sure there will be some level of stress and... I mean, mm. if, obviously, if you can reveal that, I'm no trying to push you here. But mm, mm. what I'm trying to say, you really um, uh, come across really well in stressful situations. And I think that's quite interesting to know how, how you how you do that. Well, thank you for saying that. It's nice to get that feedback. I, I'm not sure I've ever had anyone say exactly that to me. Um, definitely on the inside, I feel stressed all the time. You know, I feel like a wreck mm -hmm. regularly. So I guess it's just like... I hide it well, you know, no. um, and I guess at the end of the day, like if we're in a shared work, uh, uh, working environment, you know, we're working on something or whatever the uh, situation might be, if, if there's stress or there's something bad, like being stressed out or like stressing others, isn't going to make anything mm -hmm. better, you know? So I, I always feel like, you know, you just have to keep calm and carry on mm -hmm. as they say. I mean, you can cut this moment now, but I'm going to say that I remember we have a, had a drink before the final presentation. So, because we had a bit nervous, all of us. So, oh, so yeah. yeah. So that yeah, piece can yeah. be cut out if you need to. Okay. Well, maybe we can keep it in, to you. you know. What's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, I guess it's over to uh, Sarah. I think Francis or Francois was asking something. Yeah, definitely. Asking, so what has been the most useful lesson that you've learned from listening to everyone, everyone's career stories? I think it would have to come down to how people manage their imposter syndrome. Because again, before talking to everyone about this, and you know, it's weird because a lot of the people I've interviewed have been my colleagues who I've worked really close with in the past, you know, for like six months or two years or three years, you know, a long time. And, I, I, you know, you feel like you know someone, but in that environment, you only know a certain slice of someone, you know? And then when you kind of, um, you know, when I went through this process of interviewing them, you know, it, it, un it uncovers so much more. And that's been really uh, interesting um, to me, to discover that there's actually a lot more going on with people, you know, under the surface, you know, and it just takes, you just have to listen a little bit, you know, 
Um, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. So listening's twice as important. Um, but yeah, I, I think that several people, uh, there's, there's Sarah, Sarah's puppy again. <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people kind of, uh, uh, said it, uh, that they all get imposter syndrome, but it's just, it's just about how you manage that, you know, you, how you make sure that doesn't get in your way and you can still keep progressing, you know? So I think, I think that's the biggest lesson that I've taken away from Yeah, I guess the different dynamic of that imposter syndrome. Some people are just break down completely and just rebuild themselves. Others just like staying above the water sort of thing. It's kind of different, interesting to see different flavors of it, so to speak. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get, um, absolutely. So um, I want to credit to some people, obviously. So Nikita is asking, what's the best of, or, uh, or most outstanding piece of advice you, you have received mm -hmm. so far throughout your tech career? Okay, great question from Nikita. And Nikita was a fantastic guest, actually. She was my last show and she was very different. Like, you know, she's like a really young female US college educated graduate, you know, not uh, not from boot camps. But she, I asked her about boot camp graduates and she said, like, she'd been, uh, she's been amazed by the boot camp grad she's worked with. Um, she's like, I can't believe that I did this four year degree and, you know, boot camp grads, you know, did like a three or four month course and they're already contributing. And, all of the ones she's met are senior to her, you know, so um, that was really interesting to hear. Um, but the most outstanding piece of advice that that uh, that I could maybe share with you, uh, not that I received, because I feel like this is this is really strange, but I feel like advice isn't always right for everyone, you know, like I've received a lot of what I would say is good advice and very well-meaning mm -hmm. advice. But generally in my career, I don't follow people's advice because, you know, it's maybe it's right for them, but it's not necessarily right for me. So I think the best piece of advice I could give is, is listen to everyone else's advice and, you know, internalize it and see, and, you know, you kind of got to run the simulation in mm -hmm. your mind, right? Like someone says, you should always do this. You should never do that. You know, is that you? Is that authentic? Is that genuinely who you are? You know, because you're a certain flavor of person, you know, you're a character, you're going in a certain direction and, you know, you're telling your story. So I think the best advice is really don't listen to advice, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. a little, a little controversial, well, it's, it's pick but, and yeah. choose the advice that works for mm -hmm. you, isn't it? It's don't listen to all advice, even if it looks like it comes from someone who is successful in a way that you mm -hmm. want to be successful. Um, I think that's fantastic, a fantastic um, summary and so um, uh, pertinent to your podcast because you've given such a wide range of opinions in um, so many different topics uh, and people can go through and, and take the parts of it that mean something to them and ignore the bits that don't, um, but you get to be in charge of of what you take in. Don't feel like you have to take on board everything. Yeah, absolutely. And if you listen to everyone, you'd be pulled in every which way, right? Wouldn't you you'd be torn apart virtually? True. So Abby has a question and she wants to know, will cool. you go back to coding? And what have you learned while promoting the podcast, mm -hmm. the marketing side that you didn't already know? Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a third question, but we're going to mm -hmm. save that. So the first two things, well, the first question is quite a big one, actually. Will you go back to coding? So answer that one first. Will you go back to coding? Mm -hmm. 
I never left coding. I'm, I've always, I, I mean, I don't think I'll go back to a job as a, as a coder, as a developer or engineer. I, I think I decided a while ago, I just don't want to work for anyone else anymore. You know, uh, that's been a terrible decision financially. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I assume that'll work itself out, you know, at some point in the future. You really uh, well with people, I, You're really good with people, you're people's magnets. So it's a kind of strange, mm, uh, but yeah, it, it must have your reasons. Mm, yeah. I think I just want to, I want to go off on my own. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did love that. I love the people. I love the environment and, you know, I loved, uh, our jobs, you know, as coders, um, but I don't think I'll go back to that as, as, you know, like a salaried employee or whatever, but coding I love, I'm still so addicted to it. Like uh, if you remember in, in bootcamp, we had, uh, this coach, the senior coach, Tansaku or Sam mm -hmm. Joseph. Right. And, um, he would always, he would say he's addicted to coding and he'd always tell us, yeah, you're going to get addicted to coding one day, you know? And I sort of got it. And then like, it kind of only struck me a couple of years later when I was like, you know, I couldn't stop coding. Like I would have to code at night and it was fun. I would code on the weekends, you know, on stuff that was fun to me or like, you know, open source or building a side project. And, and I, and then I sat back and I thought, oh my God, he was right. Yeah. You get addicted to coding eventually, you know? So I think I'm still addicted to oh, it. Like brilliant. I made like a Roblox game a few months ago. Uh, yeah. It, and uh, that was a really fun learning yeah, experience. That's a great name of my, my nephew. Um, a big fan. So. Yeah, come on, promo yeah, it right sure. now. What, what uh, robots did you release it? Um, uh, exactly. I, I released it. It's called Fobby's Obby. Yeah. So there's this there's this phrase they use in the Roblox community, Obby, which stands for like an obstacle course. So my my niece suggested a name. I was throwing around some names, and she goes, "Yeah, it's awesome. called Fobby's Obby." I was like, "Yeah, that's a great uh, name." Yeah. So yeah, you. You can check it out. I've recorded with my nephew uh, um, um, a podcast called Mind, uh, Minecraft for Dummies uh, because I have oh, cool. no idea what he's talking about. So he's he's explaining me all this <laughs> lingo from Minecraft, and it's quite funny. So yeah, that's how far I go yeah. with those. All the those the games. projects we make for young people <laughs> in our lives. Okay, well you can. <laughs> yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Well. They're the ones that are spending the money, right? Exactly. Um, and yeah, no, I keep coding. So I make my website, my website, aheadandtech.com uh, is, uh, that's like a next uh, JS site. So it's all with like React and stuff. So I code that. I said, I don't think I'll ever stop coding. I, I mean, I'm going to use my um, coding superpowers to build How my own exciting. stuff. Exciting. Is, is now a time to hint at what that might be? Hmm. Right. I would love to if there was anything to hint at, um, but there unfortunately isn't. But <laughs> well, you'll be the first you know, to know. You've got a platform. Maybe now is the time to um, a build in public, Sanj Sanj. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that is something I want to do more of. But, may, you know, for season two, I'm going to try and uh, be a little bit more engaging with people. Mm -hmm. In what mm. way? Any ideas? So, yeah, look out for pair, that. Pair programming? I mean, I don't know if you watched the episode with Karan, but yeah, she, she point blank refused to pair program with me. She just doesn't want to program anymore mm -hmm. ever. Okay. But yeah, maybe, you know, a little bit on Twitch. Um, I feel like, yeah, you need to get like more into all this uh, Twitter and like Instagram and whatever. And it's just like, it's so boring for me, you know, but 
you kind of have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have to embrace new channels, and there's so many. Yeah. Well, so. that that leads really nicely True. into yeah. Abby's other question, which was, "What have you learned while promoting the podcast on the marketing side? Um, maybe something that you didn't already know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I thought, well, I'm gonna put this up on YouTube and then it'll be on the podcast and then, you know, I'll, I'm going to um, promote it on Twitter and on Reddit and then people will just see that uh, and on LinkedIn and then they'll click to the podcast, they'll listen to the podcast, they'll subscribe and then they'll watch the YouTube video, you know, or whatever they want. But it, it really doesn't work that way. Like the, the big problem is, firstly, I'm really not very good at doing all that promotion and marketing and I haven't done enough of it you know I need to I need to do more but it has to be genuine you know so I'm finding my authentic voice there you know Um, because I don't want to be fake because you know people smell bs a mile off right um I, I I think the the big the big one for me the big sort of realization was like you know I get like one or two thousand views on LinkedIn on my clips but that doesn't translate over into everything else. And I get a bunch of interaction on Twitter, right? Or on Reddit, you know, I can get like hundreds of views on a post. The thing I've realized is people on these platforms don't want to go off platform, you know? So you can't go on there and say, hey, click on this and go over here and Mm -hmm. watch my thing. Because they probably won't. You know, they want to have an interaction with you there on that platform that they're in, whether that's LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or Reddit. So that's been the biggest realization. And that's a really, really difficult one to sort of reconcile. I'm not sure what to do with that because, you know, like my, my, my numbers are, are very low actually, you know, on the podcast and on YouTube, but then I get like 2000 views on each, on each clip on LinkedIn, you know, and a lot of engagement. So I need to, I need to find a way I think of like joining those gears together. Do you, do you use any, any tools like Hootsuite to kind of like schedule your your posts and, um, I don't know, messages, what, what, not through different channels. Cause I, like mm-hmm. you're saying, there will be a session in each, on each channel and different time of the day through, you know, through this kind of scheduling tools, you may do that. Have you thought about that? I have thought about it. Yeah. I've, I've looked at Hootsuite. I've looked at later.com as well. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about using that potentially, uh, for season two. I mean, that would help you, I guess, you know, it helps automate mm-hmm. a lot of that work, which which, which would be useful, but I think that's maybe step one to solving my problem. And then step two is still, how do I create that engagement that can so drive people thing, to yeah. my actual content? You already difficult. said that uh, because you, you're creating a real mm. genuine content and they will come eventually. Uh, if you were trying to be fake, mm. you, you're going to fail. It's going to be too much. It's just patience, I guess. And, and the body of content, yeah. you've done such a breadth of um, topics that people are going to find mm. small ways in, and then that will um, lead lead to loyalty. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, as small as I am, I'm still growing, you know, every show organically, little by little, you know, it's like, I'm still a baby, but the baby's crawling and it's starting to stand up now, you know, and, and it's thanks to, you know, people like you who, who come on, you know, you let me interview you and then, you know, you, you bring your audience to me, you know, and, and that's great. Cause from like, you know, your 500 or thousand followers, maybe five stick, you know, and that's great. You know, that's the only way I'm growing right now. So I'm really, I'm so, I'm so, so grateful. So here's a really um, thoughtful kind of probing question, which I really like. So I'm curious to know the answer. Um, Abby also asks, do you think that you mm-hmm. are okay. fully yourself 
when conducting the interviews? Or do you think there is something holding you back? I don't think I am fully myself. I, I don't, maybe not. I, I think I'm someone. I don't think anything's holding me back, but it's like, you know, there's quite a lot of pressure uh, when you kind of, as you're probably experiencing now, you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, you sit down and you're kind of like, I know Matchek's saying, no, no, there's no pressure. It's easy. <laughs> Maybe you should come no, and no, host the show. Not this time. I think it's right. I left, you know. I think, I think, um, you know, we try and emulate people sometimes, you know, so like I try, I found myself kind of sounding like or acting like some of the podcasters that I listen to, you know, um, so no, it, it's weird. I don't think, I think sometimes I've nailed it when I'm, when I'm having a conversation with someone and we're just, you know, in the zone and, you know, and I am really myself, but usually I feel like it's like. I'm a little interviewee, you know, like if you, if you do the new, if you're like a news presenter, you probably don't speak that way at home. Right. <laughs> I see. So I think there's a bit of that. Yeah. I think I, 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 I I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm, I'm um, channeling my inner other podcasters who I know and like, you know, they're all it's in definitely there. definitely with, I'm, with I'm your twist speak. and probably as the episodes go by, you'll hmm. you'll think things will sort of um smooth out into mm -hmm. into just you but also i mean this is it is a bit of performance isn't it so the idea that you could be completely relaxed um on a broad mm. public platform is um i i'm i'm not sure that's the goal um but you know somewhere in between of of you and the sort of professional interviewer um and that you know that comes my obs yeah my yeah, observation is that you are a really good listener as well so you obviously have your you put your points across but you listen to people because me when i'm passionate about something i can easily clear the room because my mouth doesn't shut so <laughs> you know that's <laughs> something i work on but for you it's like you, you have you found the right balance between mm. you know listening and and talking so that's kind of a skill as well thank you that's that's nice to yeah. hear and do you do you two think I'm me? Because you know me fairly well. Do you think I'm me on yeah. the podcast? It's a different you, but it's still I, I you. think it's yeah. a more grown up you, yeah. but then it's been a really long time. <laughs> I've grown up now. So it's a long time. I was I was I was a young wild thirty eight year old back then. <laughs> Those were the days, yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. You know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a middle aged man now. I'm grown up. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, so what's the goal for the future for this uh, show, AET? Um, and what's, what's your why? Uh, my why is hopefully to help people get further in their uh, tech careers. Uh, hopefully to help people get ahead in tech. Uh, that's where it all starts from. Um, and what's next is obviously this is, uh, the season one finale. There's like, um, like a month break and then season two starts. Uh, we were talking just before the recording, we've already got like a bunch of people booked in. Um, and I want to bring some old faces back as well from the first season, you know, but, uh, I want to try some new things. You know, I, I want to, like I said, you know, I mean, success would be nice, but also there's more to be gained from like, you know, learning from failures and, you know, getting a few cuts and scrapes. My ego's already been pounded to dust. So, you know, 
it, it can it can be pounded away some more. That that's not really a big deal, you know. Uh, I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't define who I am. Um, so yeah, I, you know, the thing that I've, I've kind of noticed, or maybe I, I'm wrong or right about this, I'm not sure, but I think people engage with entertainment more than they do with inf uh, information, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, and you know, I say that because, you know, like, uh, I'm on Reddit or Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I will often try and help people out, you know, as much as I can. And, you know, I'm always trying to be, you know, as genuine as I can be. And I try and research my answers and, you know, I really try to help pe people. And those things don't really get much traction. But when I say something stupid or post a meme, suddenly I get like 300 upvotes, you know? So it's this kind of, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like information is not worth as much to people as entertainment. So maybe... So more jokes then. Sarah, Sarah, maybe maybe more jokes. Well, Sarah, I think Sarah's shaking it's her about, head. She doesn't like um, that. Quality over she quantity. The person that is on the receiving end of your well-researched answer, when you've helped them out, they will remember you. They will be interested. They are they, in my opinion, are so much more mm. likely to click through to find out what else you have to teach them than the people who go, "Oh, that's really funny. I like that." Because that is that's the scroll through. That's the I'll watch your one minute clip but I'm not interested in what's behind mm. it. But the the deeper, more meaningful connections, that's where the, the loyalty comes in. And I also think that's um, where, where people can find you themselves without it being, oh, hey, have you heard of this? Um, because they'll be Googling, um, you know, how do I, you know, what do I do if I hate my boot camp? Or, um, I've got imposter syndrome or, you know, like I have ADHD. How does that affect somebody who works in tech? All of these topics are specific and useful um, and they're coming from experts. So um, I caution you to not chase the, the upvotes um, be because the body of work that you're producing is useful and that can only be useful to an individual at a specific time um, it's not going to be useful to everybody all the time. No, very wise Relevance words. is the key. Yeah, patience. Really well. Have patience. Very niche subject. Patience. Mm. Patience. Yeah, patience. That, that I knew. I knew yeah. it was gonna. This was. I was in it for the long haul. I knew this wasn't going to be an easy journey. And so, yeah, I just need that patience. You know, and you know, I tell you, to be perfectly honest. I I don't. I tend not to bother myself about it. Like I don't get concerned about, oh, I only have 40 subscribers or I only have 80 subscribers this week or oh, only a hundred people listen, you know, like that doesn't really bother me. It's the kind of when, uh, explaining to other people, you know, like my friends or my family, and then they kind of, you know, they, they do the best, but they don't hundred percent understand this, you know, mm -hmm. understandably. Right. And then they're always like, well, you know, and how much money is it making? And I'm like, well, yeah, zero, you know? So it's kind of more like, I feel I feel patient, but then I feel like I feel my patience kind of uh, tested when other people like question me or like poke and prod a little, you know. But it also you seems it's a, it's a project you learn from quite a lot. So you started with a passion, mm -hmm. that's what you do, and then you learn in the process. And the next project you'll, be, you'll take on, you're going to be, you know, wiser. So eventually at some point mm -hmm. that's going to, you know, convert. So if you push it too hard and too quickly, you just push it too hard, like I say, it's going to be not that great, I suppose, but you mm -hmm. know, that's just my opinion. Um, I think 
there is a question from a true leader, Evgeny. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to? You know, yeah, and it's a brilliant that? question. I I love this one. Is I love this one as well. Um, what will you be most proud of at the end of 2020? 2021. Uh, what 2020 year are we or in? 2021? Time flies right. Do we, <laughs> we have a 2020? At the end of this year, at the end of this yes. year, at the end of this year, what okay. will you be okay. most proud of? <laughs> uh, well, we're not the end of the year. Uh, so, um, but I would like to, I guess, be proud of why, where uh, I've taken this, you know, um, I'm, I'm hoping to pivot and add some new things uh, to season two. Probably, hopefully by the end of uh, this year, I will be wrapping up on season three, I hope, you know, and there there could be other side projects. That That's one thing. I, I always used to be tinkering at some side projects and they would all reach, you know, some random level of success and then fade away, you know. But so I haven't really worked on anything for a while and I'm getting a little itchy. So I do want to work on something. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I would I would be really proud if I could take a lot of my learnings over these last few months or let's say the bulk of this year um, and then turn that into something maybe in the podcasting or video space. That's an interesting side project, something that hasn't quite been done before or there's only just now emerging like a niche market for something, you know. That that that's what I would I would I would like to be proud of, and that's what I would like to do. But you know, when you're when you're in the when you're at the early stages of doing something, or you're you're in a transition, you know, I'm sure you two know exactly what it's like. It's so it's so cloudy, you know. There's no there's no solid things to hold on to, and you know, you can it's like a universe you can craft yourself, and you don't know what's right and what's wrong. Um, so it's 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 difficult. It's a very that's what I loved. I really enjoyed having a regular career. You know, it's great because you, you do you turn up from eight to four, nine to five, whatever your hours are, you do your work and you know, kind of the little areas you need to learn about. And, you know, you go to your little party with your, your workmates after, uh, you know, after hours and you go home and you forget about work. You know, there's nothing else for you to, to work on. That's someone else's job, right? That's the C and D level execs and the founders. It's their job to decide what the right thing to do is, right? you're just the hired gun. Whereas in this case, you know, you're, you're the whole army, you know, uh, a, a one man army, as they say, right? So it's, it's, it's a very, it's, a, it's uncomfortable place to be, but I guess I'm becoming more comfortable with the uncomfortableness. And mm -hmm. that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, that that's, that's, a, that's a great place to be. Yeah. Be comfortable and see yeah. unknown. Yeah. That's someone said that. Yeah. Makers, I think. Um, so I've got a question from Ashish, and I didn't know there is the there are you a friend of? Uh, sorry, it's not a friend. It's the the fan of Friends. So if you could be a character mm -hmm. in Friends, which one would you be? Mm -hmm. That's the question. I think. I mean, I would love to be Joey. Mm -hmm. You know, but let's face it, I'm never going to be a Joey. Why? You know I mean, I would like to be Joey. <laughs> no, no way. Come on, handsome, muscly man with like you know. He's an actor and girls are falling over him. You I don't know, think so. <laughs> a different taste, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I'm definitely a Chandler, you know. Um, 
I mean, he worked in he worked in IT as well, didn't he? Was he was like uh, he was into it like is, it coding is unknown and what and stuff. Yeah, more like a financial. His, his actual yeah. job was never defined. No, I, I do remember him working with spreadsheets at one point, but he's he's kind of that you know slightly cynical, slightly grumpy, but not not mean. He's just kind of you know, uh, but he just kind of realizes you know what what the fact of the matter is and just kind of accepts his fate mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah i don't mean to mean for that to sound so so down and gloomy mm-hmm. you know but it's kind of like you know he's he's found his happiness you know yeah it's... and uh he's, You're a, he's, not he's grumpy, a bit grumpy and cynical, and cynical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe i hide it really well sarah <laughs> but no i think i think probably Probably Chandler, and that's quite an apt question because there was actually a, a friend's tie-in. reunion recently, wasn't there? Like the real reunion of the actors. Oh, I didn't know yeah, uh, there was like there was like a TV episode yeah. about it. Did Did you watch it, Sarah? Yeah, it was interesting. There was things was revealed. I I I felt um I my relationship with friends has changed over time, and I felt some of that um tension and awkwardness, but mm. um but it was really it was there were parts of it that were very interesting, and funny. Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, it depends on how much you. Watch like, if if you're if you're fans of the show, then yes, it's the kind of thing to watch. Not checking. Uh, I find their uh, their jokes a little bit stale now, but uh, I, there was a time <laughs> when I was obviously a big fan, like most people. So uh, yeah, I, I guess for the yeah. for the research purposes or to see how they how they age, <laughs> you know, what cream they use, you know. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much. Really appreciate your time. It has As been always, really fun. This has yeah. been fun. Good to, good to get to know you a bit more. And good luck with the podcast. And that's all, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. For more info, for questions, comments, or feedback, please head on over to aheadintech.com and don't forget to subscribe.